This is what stands out for me when I look at your chart. It is the channel of the genius, which sounds better to my ears. Um, and it is someone with complex ideas who is ahead of the time. Magnificence is the boundless expanse of being, a liberation from limitation. It is the embodiment of authenticity where you shed the shackles of self-doubt, shame, and imposter syndrome. Here, worthiness flourishes like a vibrant garden where you have the power to determine your actions, destinations, and your closest relationships. In the realm of magnificence, creative individuality takes center stage. Your greatness is acknowledged, celebrated, and nurtured. Gone are the days of mindless conformity or fitting in just to keep the peace. This show and your host, Patricia Linder, are here to guide you as you align with your authentic design, leading the way to a life of purpose and fulfillment. Magnificence is not some unreachable peak or distant dream. It's inside you, waiting to shine brighter than you ever thought possible. Welcome to your magnificence. Hello everyone, this is another episode of Magnificence, the empowerment podcast that strikes a match and shines the light on the magnificence and fabulosity of its guests. And today I have the magnificent Dr. Scott Dell with me. I'm so happy to have you. Honored to be here, thank you. So grateful. And I'm excited to tell my audience more about who you are and what you do and you have a long list of things that you do that is incredible, but I am going to share this with you who uh, are listening to what we say today and what we um, touch upon. So Dr. Scott Dell is here as an award-winning educator as well as successful entrepreneur, and he is successful in multiple industries. He is an inspiring manager, a lifelong learner, an engaging speaker. He is an avid technologist and he is a LinkedIn advocate and author um, of, I think, one book, but maybe there are even more and we are going to talk about that. He is proud Navy veteran and caring business professional, as well as a LinkedIn and AI expert. He has presented keynotes and multiple training sessions on AI and ChatGPT to global audiences. And his powerful and engaging style makes for an interesting and informative event. Since the release of ChatGPT 3.5 on the 30th of November 22, he actively helps others as a coach and author of the definitive source for using LinkedIn titled Your Complete Guide to Succeeding with LinkedIn. His application of ChatGPT and development of prompting methodologies to best use this tool help all that want to maximize the benefits from using this powerful tool. And this is so timely. So welcome again, Dr. Scott Dell. Could you please to be here. a couple of things about everything that you do? Because um, I told you that I don't like this part because I need to read it and I want to engage with the audience. 
but you have this incredible bio and you have so many things that you do. And so I would like to pass the ball to you so that you could maybe summarize or focus on a couple of things. Well, I'll, I'll carry the ball. I'll run with it. And I, I thank you for that wonderful introduction. I, I was thinking about that. I said, I want to meet this guy. But it's a pretty powerful offering that you were able to present. So thank you for a wonderful job on communicating that. Thank you. I guess if I had to pick some highlights or theme that goes with that, I'd probably say making a difference. I've been a full-time educator or academic and professor for 15 years now. Obviously, I'm a little older than 15 years old, so I've got some other things under my belt and some things in the background. Um, so I've been able to do a lot of interesting things that have helped get me here today, hopefully making a difference and helping others make a difference in their own lives. And that's, that's what gets me going. That's what the excitement is. That's what I love about teaching. I, I always learn a lot when I teach. And people look at me funny and say, you're supposed to be teaching. What do you mean you're learning? And I'm saying, well, that, that that's part of the game. And I, yeah, lifelong learner, just got the doctorate in 2019. Um, and I was not the oldest guy to graduate in my class, uh, but it was an exciting time and actually opened a lot of other doors as well. And yeah, I've got two masters. And I've got a background in education that love helping others. And again, making a difference is that common theme that pulls through. And yes, the complete guide to succeeding with LinkedIn was a, was a fun project. It, it evolved from an entrepreneurial endeavor and it, it kind of snowballed into a book, which is kind of cool. Working on another career book that serves the 18 to 28 year old in the career marketplace, career space, helping mostly students, often veterans, uh, but that are linked to the colleges, get and keep and level up in the opportunities that they seek in internships and jobs, finding their passion, finding their why, and then pursuing opportunities. And that kind of gets me going. So we're having fun. And again, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be here and share. Yeah. And this is, this is really amazing because when I listen to you, I remember because we have been knowing each other for a while, but there was a time that we didn't um, connect and didn't chat. And now I remember there are so many, if this is possible, like common denominators, the background in uh, education and the love for helping others and being of service. And then you are someone who doesn't just focus on one thing, but you feel this pull towards maybe LinkedIn or JetGPT. And this is, so this is really something that um, maybe shows more about how magnificent you are. And I would love to share with you and the audience, if I may do that, your human design chart, because um, being so multi-passionate um, must show somehow in this chart. Well, I'm a Gemini, so I'll get this split in me anyway, <laughs> so we can go down that path. Please do. This really wowed me yesterday when we had a conversation before uh, the recording um, that now I can really highlight parts of your chart. But now let's have a look at the whole chart. So you are a generator. That means you are here to do the work. You are really here because you have a lot of energy to do a lot of work to become masterful at what you do, like um, I describe the energy. It's all about energy, like energetics. 
we are all energy. So it is like you being an alchemist, mixing a new liquids and figuring out the best mixture, um, finding new potential, finding maybe a new way to do something and becoming better and better at what you do. Um, and this is just the general type of the generator. And generators, they want to climb the mountain. They don't want to stay stuck at a plateau. This is worst case scenario when they are stuck somehow. Um, I don't know if this resonates with you. This is just maybe a side note, but um, does this ring a bell? Quote, the, the journey is the reward. Uh-huh. And it really is the path that one follows. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have the goals and the things to shoot for because it you know, you shoot high enough, even yeah. if you don't reach the peak and the summit, you're going to get pretty high. Yeah. But being able to pursue and enjoy the ride while you're going on the ride uh, is important to be able to do. So, yeah, that, that has a good feel to it. Yeah. And so uh, a very uncommon way that I want to start the the conversation, and now I try out this amazing tool to highlight what I want to do. So if we just look at this part which shows those weird numbers and those signs those astrological signs um i want to focus on the number 16.4 so it is not really dot four it is uh, an exponent um and it is your conscious sun sign and this stood out when i read your bio when I listened to what you just shared uh, after my intro, um, the 16th gate, and you can find it in the chart as well, but just focusing on this. So this sun sign influences the whole chart to a high degree. And so I wanted to really um, check in with you on this uh, sun sign number. And gate 16 is the gate of enthusiasm. It is the gate of someone who is a leader. And it's all about expressing yourself. It's all about having a lot of skills, enthusiastically offering those skills to the world, um, having success, and that includes inner and outer success. Um, and it is developing talent repetition. Here we go again. So this is becoming masterful at what you do. Um, and um, this four is the exponent that is uh, the line four. That means that you are someone who always is in touch with people. You are a people person. You, you need someone to connect with and you need your audience or your coworkers, so you are not someone who um, just wants to withdraw. Everyone wants to withdraw from time to time, but you are someone who wants to, yeah, be with other people. I, I will say that the uh, enthusiasm kind of resonated. Well, there's a, there's a Hebrew word called ruach, and it's spirit, and it's that flow, that spirit, that excitement. And the ruas that goes with yeah. that, I thought it was kind of kind of cool, and that that that's insightful on the chart. I, I, I yeah, I do consider myself enthusiastic and, and diving in to to make things happen, make things work. 
Yeah. And so when there is just one one thing that is inside this 16th gate, that is someone with the 16th gate like you needs to be careful and well-disciplined when um, being on this path of self-expression, of success, inner and outer success, and improving skills, sharing skills. What about this part? Are you aware of this needing to be disciplined, uh, needing to be careful and really organizing this? Um, because enthusiasm sounds like, whoa, this is like fire. It, it actually, it highlights that, yes, you know, there's, there's a path we're all on and following. And the idea of that the journey is the reward, and that's that's the path that, that we're on. But I think that what you're saying, um, it, it is a balance, and it's always a balancing act. Yeah. The wheel, you know, these maybe six quadrants, and if one is short and the other is long, the wheel kind of wobbles as it flows. And we need to be aware of that balance. And I, and I that consciously I have to periodically uh, re-examine and make sure because I, I I can get lost in, in work. I can go. I'm I have workaholic tendencies. I go down that path, um, and I need to be able to come back and 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 balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Balance. What a what a beautiful word. And being with people and staying in balance. This is also. I think this is uh, really something we all need to be aware of. So as nice and lovely it is to be surrounded with people and so i'm a people person as well and you are there are many signs in the chart that you are a people person you are someone who finds opportunities in meeting others and i can share this with you and show you exactly where to find this and also what to be aware of but there need to be times to withdraw and to not override the, the internal cycles, of course. So I, I thank you for mentioning balance. And I, I will share another passion is is teaching. And I mean, I was teaching photography at MIT in Cambridge, Mass. When I was high school, um, taught motorcycle safety, taught, taught accounting, taught business. Um, and as a lifelong learner and lifelong teacher, I really enjoy that communication aspect because we're all growing, we're all learning. And we're all on a path in a direction. So it's kind of exciting to be part of helping others. And again, back to making that difference. So here you can see uh, there are several. So that's the generator and your sacral authority, which means that you are someone who really can rely on the sacral response when you need to make a decision around people, around projects. Um, you can ask your like really the belly answer that is either uh-huh, yes, uh-huh, and you definitely could feel it and uh-uh, uh, no, not me, not this project, not these people yes. as um, um, someone that I want to work with. So this is part of what you can find here. Now, so now say, say sacral is a new word for me. Okay, so do, do a little deeper dive. Yeah. Why it's Thank you. Place. We're saying this. So you can see this in the chart. And I like playing around with this magnifying glass. So just the lower part of the chart, this 
the circle is your sacral center. This is the most important center because it's sort of a motor, your driver. So you really have a lot of energy in your chart, um, which means, so this is like, you find it when you just touch the belly button and go a little deeper. There is the sacral center. When you talk about chakras in spiritual language, it is the second chakra, which stands for creation, sexual energy. So really strong and powerful energy. And this is your motor, your decision-making authority. And really, whenever you need to make a decision, it is best to either ask yourself or have someone near you um, who asks you a question that you can answer with yes and no. It is not so good to ask you, um, what, what do you think about this? And then you need to explain it in broad. It is best if there is a decision that you are asked yes and no questions and that you tune into this part of the body that has this deep gut response like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, uh uh-uh. like really not yes and no, but uh huh and uh uh-uh. uh. Deal. Uh huh. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe next time, if there is a little or a bigger decision to make, you can remember to, to tune into your sacral, this really powerful center in your body. Wow. That is powerful. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, you're so welcome. And also, so I wanted to go into a different direction, but as I just put this magnifying glass on this part, it is interesting because then I can share, there are a lot, you see like highways going from one circle to the next triangle or um, square. And so these are channels, they connect different centers. So now you know that this is your sacral and your sacral is directly connected to the intuitive center, which is like animal instinct. And having this connection so they can really communicate with each other, this is powerful. And as this channel is uh, defined, that means it is black or red, no one can take this away from you. No moon, no planetary influences, no um, conditioning by someone, no manipulation. So this is always on like a, a an electric circuitry. And what this means, this connection, the 2750, um, it is called the channel of preservation. And um, when you look at the numbers... Um, 27 and 15, 50, that means 27 especially deals with providing protection and care for others, caring for others, and there is this strong need for you to protect and care for others. 50 is called the cauldron, and that means that you are especially maybe in a leadership position, caring for the younger. And I thought this was amazing to discover this in your chart, knowing that you 
do so many things for your students. That is powerful. Yeah, it totally, totally is powerful. Um, yeah, okay, so this is just um, something to really pay attention when you look at your chart and in case you want to dive deeper, look at the channels because they define a constant energy that is running until the day you die. So it is always there. Very cool. Yeah. And I want to move up again and then uh, focus on something different. But again, a very huge sign that you are a people person is when you look at this, it says 4-1, opportunistic investigator. And I hope and I guess that this is something that resonates with you. Um, the conscious part is the opportunist that is a people person. And that means um, you are a networker. You are someone um, who loves meeting people. And there is one thing that you always need to be aware of and careful. Um, when you befriend uh, someone opportunities will come from this person or might come from this person. So it's all about the correct choice of people. Always about choices, right? Yes, it's always about choices. But you have your gut response, so you can ask for the aha uh -huh or the uh-uh. Yes, no. Zero, one. Yeah. Binary. Here we go. And then I think this fits exactly who you are, the investigator, and maybe you can tell us more about that. Then I want to stop the screen share. But the investigator part is someone who is asking a lot of questions, who is inquiring, who is building a foundation so that you can step on. And this can be a really detailed foundation that could be really in-depth studies. So that's not like wishy-washy stuff, but the investigator really needs to collect information and wants to provide this information to others. And I would love to know if this is something that is true or new to you. <laughs> it actually, in retrospect, it, it, it's insightful. Um, like I say, I recently got the doctorate, doctorate in business. I'm not that kind of doctor, so the, the business doctorate, um, which has obviously a fair share of research at focus. Wow. And I, yeah, I am engaged. Do do have I do have more questions than answers, and I love it when my students also have more questions than answers because that brings enlightenment and an opportunity to learn. Because if you're not asking questions, you're not engaged, and you're not thinking about things, and really, do you care? But those that care really are doing a deeper dive, trying to understand, and are aware of our limitations of that understanding yet still seeking answers. So it's exciting to see and to hear and to feel that as you were talking, saying, yeah, investigating, exploring, experimenting, uh, and diving into things, and, and back to helping others dive into things as well. Uh, we're talking, we have a presentation coming out in October, and it's about AI and ethics and using, and I said, why don't we get a student on the panel? This is geared for educators, but I'm saying, you know what, if we can pull a student in, it's A, it'd be a great experience, 
And B, it's going to provide some insights that us old timers that have been in education for a while may, may have glossed over. And kind of you start making assumptions and you start thinking, yeah, everybody knows this kind of stuff. Um, I took 60 students to Pittsburgh for a leadership conference last fall. Three had never been on an airplane. Wow. Flying to Myrtle Beach up to Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, and it just, it's just the excitement. It was, it was cool. And it's, it's, it's fun to be able to get folks to kind of get out of their shell and try things. And we, we had the conversation about networking. And, you know, the old Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. I, I, I kind of hijacked it and said, the best time to network is five years ago. And the second best time is now. Being able to do that in, in the career space or 80% of jobs come from networking. And what I call doing the interfa- informational interviews, doing the outreach, not saying I want a job, but having communication. I like what you were talking about, opportunities coming from the people you meet and evaluating. It's not, you're not going out there saying, you know, hi, you know, like going on a first date. Hi, will you marry me? That, that, that's not what you're saying. You're saying, hi, I'd like to get to know you, I'd like to learn more. And the same thing when you're in a career space or you're engaging with alumni in the academic environment or with just people and friends and contacts. And I, I think we met at Lunch Club which I think was the original source, and which is an amazing environment of some pretty cool people like yourself. Yeah. But it gives an opportunity to provide new opportunities. Well, it's an interesting journey. Yeah, totally interesting. And when I listened to you, another interesting question came up um, out of my curiosity, asking about your curiosity, because now I want to do it the other way around. First of all, I would love to talk about something. And then I would love to share what the chart reveals. Um, when I ask you about ideas and projects and maybe ideas that might not even be from this world, like future fantasies that you might think of, maybe even in pictures, envision stuff that is not yet out there. Um does this touch you? <laughs> because you you start smiling and I would love to really know about your genius future fantasies, ideas and visions. Is there something and you don't have to share in detail, but is this something that um resonates? It resonates. I w- Interesting you bring that direction because, I've, okay, I'm a Trekkie from way back when, all right? And, and yeah, in the 60s, I was actually watching Star Trek, so I'm old yeah. enough to remember, um, but I, I love the new stuff too. I, I, that, that, that's, I, I love the futuristic, but it really is talking about the present mm-hmm. and it really is exposing and sharing and providing insights that kind of shines a mirror on, on who we are, what we are, but also where we can be, where we can get to. Um, that's one of the things I love about AI. I mean, there's that fear and hope balance. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll confess, I'm on the 90% hope, but I have that 10% fear. I think fear is healthy. I also think there are a lot of folks out there on the other extreme that are 90% fearful. That, and, you know, when, they, when some of the, the scientists and the folks involved say, 10% chance, this is the destruction of the human race. Yeah. That, that's a pretty big number. But frankly, I have a lot more hope in the human race in the direction. But I do believe AI is changing the world as we know it. 
more important than the printing press, more important than written language or the internet? Is it going to change society, the world as we know it? I'm a capitalist from way back when. It's going to change capitalism as we know it. And so the future, I think, is bright. There's another old Chinese proverb that says, um, may you live in interesting times. And I used to love that quote. I'd say, help, interesting times. Yeah, like bring it on. I, I want the interesting, I want the fun stuff, the exciting stuff. And a colleague corrected me and said, you know, Scott, interesting times, that, that whole quote, that Chinese proverb is a curse. Said, what do you mean? Don't you want to live in interesting times? He goes, interesting times means change. Uh -huh. Upheaval and transition. And during those times of change, yeah, there's famine, there's all kinds of other plagues and other issues that evolve and geopolitical shifts and a whole bunch of things that complement that and go on with that. So I, I still do want to live in interesting times. I would like to be interesting, but it is, again, always learning. I realize that, yeah, change is hard. And this AI change, which is major, um, is also going to be difficult for many, but it, it's, you know, the third industrial revolution, fourth industrial revolution, the steam engine, we all, always had the Luddites came out and said, oh, let's smash those machines that are taking our jobs. I mean, I'll give you an example of the accounting field. In accounting, 100-person company years ago, 7,500 years ago, had 30 accounts. Okay? You had all kinds of, it's all manual and a system to go. Well, 50 years ago, you were down to 10. Nowadays, a 100-person company can get by with one and a half or two accountants. And you start saying, well, there's all these unemployed accountants running around, right? Ah, the pipeline is shallow. There's, there's not enough accountants out there, and there's opportunities. So, But what gets opportunities that happen, and I'll, I'll, I'll emphasize the accounting side, is riding, rising up to the C-suite, the chief levels. Yeah. CEO, CIO, CFO, chief financial officer, chief executive officer. You now are more in strategy. You're now doing more interesting things. Those are still the people. There's less jobs specific bookkeeping and routine stuff. I'll call it the boring stuff. I'm about not to be boring, but there is some time you buckle down and do what you got to do. But exciting parts are when you can make a difference and share and make decisions and directions on where we're going. So those are things that, and there's a shortage of accounts and there are a lot less of the mundane, but a lot more of the exciting opportunities. Thank you so much for sharing this. So would you agree that there is, so generally speaking, no good nor bad, no right nor wrong, but it is all an interesting point of view, how to look at things? Um, I would agree that there's always a balance mm -hmm. and that And you're making me think, which is which is cool. Thank you. Um, I, you know, I've, I've had this discussion about truth, and some people fear there's the absolute truth. And my gut tells me truth is relative. Mm -hmm. People say, how, how how can you talk about that? It, you know, there's abs absolutely right and wrong. You know, killing's wrong. Okay, well, you, you kill a mosquito. Okay, um, you're in a wartime situation. Yeah, I, I, I you know, death. Uh, I, I'm, I, I don't believe in a lot of things in terms of, you know, when it comes to, I believe in life and I believe in fostering life, uh, but, I, but I'll, I'll swat a mosquito. Okay. Um, but it's also a sign of the times. 
thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, three thousand years ago, truth was different than today, which will be different from tomorrow. So these truths are not self-evident. They're they go in a direction that are relative to the times and the environments that we are part of. So. And again, the, the global picture, there's yes-no balance, the yin-yang balance. It's a whole big field and field of understanding that, yeah, there, there are very few absolutes. <laughs> I love that, and I couldn't agree more because I think truth is relative, and especially when you look at the different centuries or the discoveries, then one truth was true back then, but it isn't true anymore. Maybe there are some general truths. That's what I thought about just the other day. General truths, you are going to burn your hand when you touch the fire. Maybe this is true always and forever. I don't know if this changes. I don't know. But exactly, we don't. We don't know. We don't know. And so I totally, so, and this is, now I'm going to share this with you. You are really, um, an outstanding person. Now look at the upper part of your chart. You said um, you love living in interesting, challenging, interesting times of change. Um, so there are two channels, and I talked about the channels before, the highways between two centers. This is the Ajna Center. This is like your um, energetic computer system um, like headspace and this is the throat space so the manifesting space where you can speak your truth and um, so you have two your truth and what you know and your computer feeds this truth um, there are two channels and they are both really really interesting channels so this one the 1165 is the channel of curiosity and you totally shared that you are someone who is curious when there is uh, something coming up, um, new age things, uh, AI, and um, it is someone who is seeking for new ideas, interpreting things, and you are never, ever running out of ideas. Um, what interests me around this is do your ideas come in visuals? Well, um, probably not so much visualization. I mean, I mean, the headspace has its own conversations. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, I'm not seeing images. You know, I'm not seeing the uh, the future as a as as a vision, the Nostradamus effect, mm -hmm. going down that path. Yeah. Uh, but I do feel, and, and I, 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 have a, I do think I see things and pursue opportunities. That, and that, that, that's, and that's the path. Yeah, you created this program for university, for the students. So this, this was um, a major thing. So maybe this came to you as the visual concept. I don't know. Yeah, we, we just were speaking. I got a colleague out of Wisconsin. We were just speaking at the National Association of Colleges and Employers Conference, NACE, in Orlando. And it's the, the College to Career Convergence Program. We're running a pilot this summer, actually. It's been very well received. The students love it. Uh, we're going to be, we're gonna be uh, kicking off this September um, with this program, career service offices, 
employers and, and corporate support and alumni support along with students that are going to be peer mentors for their fellow students. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah entrepreneurship is, is creative ideas and creative opportunities. And, and it's, sometimes focusing can be the challenge. Just coming up with the idea, doing the deeper dive, and, and going down the path, the channel, um, and enhancing that. But it's nice to have a broad base. It's like, it's like the GP, general practitioner, medical professional, the doctor versus the specialist. And yeah. I mean, there's a shortage, there's a shortage of a lot of specialties, but the, the family practice is the biggest shortage I've heard in terms of being able to have like bigger picture and a bigger need. Because that takes a lot of skills, a lot of, you know, you're, you're throwing all kinds of things from all kinds of angles and that you may never have seen or heard of that you need to do the research. You need to dig in, you need to dive in and find things. Constantly. But it's, it's all about lifelong. We're, we're, all, we're here for a limited time to make the most of it, make the best of it. Um, but continuous growth and continuous opportunities, continuous learning is it's important to me. And I try to spread that, spread that wealth and share that. Great. And so I didn't know, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I guess I mentioned it in the beginning that I'm overly grateful to have you. And part of it is that you have this channel, the 2343, not just because of the channel, but because I totally appreciate your presence and the conversation. But this is what stands out for me when I look at your chart. This is the channel and the boring version is it is the channel of structuring. That sounds boring to me as a highly creative person. So I would love to share with you for me in my eyes and my interesting point of view, it is the channel of the genius, which sounds better to my ears. Um, and it is someone with complex ideas who is ahead of the time and who comes up with ideas that might not be from this time. And this person must be recognized and um, for the ideas. And the person needs to be really careful when and with whom to share those amazing ideas. And I, I wanted to really contribute to that because that's the way I see you, to be honest. I see you as someone who is a big contributor with your genius ideas, um, sharing your insights and your unique ideas with people and, and contributing to these times of change in whatever field you wish to contribute. Um, one aspect of it is that you need to be patient because some people might not understand what you want to focus on or share with them because they are um, maybe not that far. And so I really, I really feel this when I talk to you, when I read your posts, your newsletter, that you um, have those genius aspects in your energetic feed. Thank you. And I'll tell you that is one of my shortcomings is patience. It is? I, it's a shortcoming. I, I, I don't have patience. Amy Sablanut, that's, that's not something that's, that I have practiced well. Uh-huh. I, and, 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 but I'm aware of that too. Yeah. So I sometimes, and that, that awareness, as you know, is crucial and understanding is grouped to that understanding of how you react and how you interact um, and being present and being part of, part of 
you do it. But that that element of patience is something I I, I periodically need to self-assess and bring awareness to myself and saying, okay, slow down. It's okay. Because I, I, I do go full bore, you know, full steam ahead. And I sometimes, okay, the steamroll kind of co- co- comes on and I said, I need to slow down. And we're all in this together. Let's, let's make it. Nice. And so um, just for one last time, this is so, I could share so many things about your amazing chart. And I need to focus on some of them because otherwise we are going to uh, go over time. But one thing, I didn't share anything about the white um, centers in your chart. So you don't even know about the white centers. And I want, I would love you to know about uh, the different meanings of the white centers, like here, those three, and the crown. And then the colored centers. So the colored centers are defined. That is that you get the information or energy around these centers from your inside, from internal sources. When there is an open center, like these white centers, that means that you have like antennas to the outside. That is um, people... Um, feel that you can plug into ideas like being really open-minded and having the antennas uh, to the outside. But also, and this is something to really be aware of, and we talked about challenges before, oftentimes challenges come from the open centers. They are amazing because you can tune into, into people. For example, here is the emotional center. That means that you are able to really feel other people's emotions that are in your space. You feel when someone is angry, sad, happy. And um, I don't know if I saw it correctly. You just... Um, followed my... my speech... And we're like, really? Can I tune into other people's emotions, or was there something different? I, I, I'll tell you, my my emotional intelligence, my EQ, I've never considered it high. As a matter of fact, at one point, I considered it negative. Um, I think I've come a long way. Um, you probably sense, you know, I'm probably a little more extroverted these days, where I used to be very introverted, uh-huh. or very internal. So, and we do change, we all evolve. And I think I have in a a positive way as a product of the experiences. I mean, getting them teaching full time for 15 years and adjuncting for 20 in the college space, I learned a lot to stand up, speak, and be a little bit more confident and get the message across. But the emotional intelligence, I think, has risen. I know I have room for improvement in a lot of areas. And that's one area that I think. I would like to have more uh, sensitivity to, excuse me, an awareness of. So, um, I, and again, as we go through phases, if you ask me this, if you mentioned this 20, 30, 40 years ago, we get different answers every time. Yeah. Right now, we're all constantly growing, evolving, changing, developing. And it's excitement to be part of that process. So, I think that's improving. And it's interesting. I mean, you look at white space and you start saying, White space, that's that's an emptiness that's bad. No. 
But you look at a re resume, white space is great. Let me add a picture diagram. Of course, it's 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 something that is, but it's a balance and it allows to fill in other areas. I just yeah, excuse me to to really uh, jump in because what you said, and I know that you are a highly intelligent person. So once a lady asked me, she had uh, this open crown uh, where there is a lot of openness. Also, it could be that she might be washed away by the flight and fancy. She might be overwhelmed by all the stuff from the outside. So for me, there is no good or bad, no right or wrong. So human design is not putting someone in a box. But what she said was like, oh, this is open and empty. Does this mean I'm not intelligent? <laughs> thought about this. So interesting it, interpretation. That's yeah. It's not about good or bad or um any I'll, I'll mention one other item that as you speak, and it's a, it's a matter of tolerance and intolerance. Yeah. I'll tell you my biggest intolerance is lactose intolerance. I, I, I like to think. But that's one thing personally I feel that we're Not enough of us are more tolerant, more understanding, walking in somebody else's shoes, understanding, perspective. I love to travel. And that's one of the things I love about traveling is understanding cultures, getting inside. You know, that, that the tourist traps are okay and they're interesting to go on the Eiffel Tower or wherever else. Uh, but understanding people and we're all in this together and we're more alike than we are different. And if we knock down some of those walls of intolerance, realize that we are in this together and we all have our attributes. Not, you know, it, it, people try to polarize. Politicians try to polarize to get folks on their side. And it just, it's scary sometimes. But if we can go past that, we can exceed and be able to take advantage of everybody's knowledge. That's, I mean, I'm a fan of DEI and B, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. On the belonging side, we all have that need as well. And so, see, this is part of the emotional intelligence as well that you touched upon just a couple of minutes ago. And I totally feel that you tune into other people and you let them be the way they are. Um, and other than that, you said you love traveling. I could have told you there is the gate of the wanderer inside your chart. I didn't say that, but that's true. There is the gate of the wanderer, someone who loves traveling. Um so that is gate 56. Um, I'm not sure if that's why, you know, join the Navy, see the world. They didn't tell you two-thirds water. So that, that, that I was missing in the in the, uh, in the tagline. So. Um, to really um, come to a close, I would love to ask you two more questions. And the one is um, about how could people really get in touch with you? How could they... Find out more about you, maybe even work with you or read your book or whatever. How could they really learn more about you? I won't fight you on that. You're welcome to read the book. And frankly, anybody listening to your podcast, if you want a free copy of PDF, I can do that. If you want to get it on Amazon, you're fine too. Uh, no, no qualms, no problem with that. But I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm very active. And that's probably the best way to reach out. Dr. Scott Dell on LinkedIn. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of other letters, CPA, and some other letters after that, CPC. So those are things as far as outreach. 
my and you know that as a matter of fact this morning you were communicating I'd, had you sent an email I would not have seen it but I did see a LinkedIn in message from you say, this morning that uh, that was a follow up so that I, I, I see those actively yeah I'm a believer uh, I'll share five percent of the grade of virtually every class I've taught for over twenty uh, over ten years um, has been LinkedIn part of the grading structure. So I'm a believer in LinkedIn for all levels for a lot of folks. It's a professional social media. So LinkedIn is the best way to get a hold of me. Um, you know, slash in slash Dr. Scott CPA. I'll just search on there. That's the cleanest. Now I also have some websites and some other business engagements and opportunities. And the door's open. I mentioned Lunch Club. I, I, I think that's a really cool environment because I meet wonderful folks, as I said, like you, that give me some insight. Um, and frankly, I, didn't, I haven't done a lot of business from it. But I've been doing it for over a year, and it's it's just an idea. Forty five minutes, you talk to people, and you get some insights and get some ideas, have some cool conversations. Um, and everyone I've everyone I've met has been pretty amazing in terms of their accomplishments, their goals, their directions. The one time I thought it was going to be a bad conversation, I went to ask for money, um, which they did anyways. But it was still a good conversation, and we had uh, got, got some insights about some international business type of opportunities, directions. There are some ideas. So, and I'm on WhatsApp as well, and then we have got all the good social media, counting A-C-C-T-G-U-Y, counting guy on Twitter. Although, yeah, we got, uh, we've got the, the new version on Facebook that might be uh, taking dominance. It was, it is now taken over from ChatGPT as the, you know, five days to a million users. Uh, they, they were less than a day at a million users. Uh, so... It's, it's it's an opportunity. So I, 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 I love outreach. If anybody wants to chat, if anybody wants to communicate, I'd say LinkedIn is the cleanest and most direct way to get over it. Yeah. See, you are such a people person, and I can definitely say that each and every conversation is a highlight. I learn from you. We have uh, some insight. Yes, we learn from each other. And um, it is so we could really go into depth, and that is what I appreciate um, and what I really like about you. So once again, let's go into the depth of who you are. And this is my final question. Is there anything that is like a gem that we could put out into the world, something out of your experience or maybe your future visions, anything that you would love to share with the audience that might be exactly helpful for the person who listens right now? Uh, let me go into the AI space for a minute because that fear and hope balance, yeah. from what I've seen, there's um, Bill Gates had his book. He said, you know, we, we, we overestimate the change in two years, but underestimate the change in 10. And that was a book he did in 1999, I think. I've revised that for the AI space. We over-project what's going to happen in the next six months but we underpredict it's going to happen in the next two years. And this AI space, I mean, World Economic Forum, I'm going to throw some numbers at you, give you just some insights and some ideas. World Economic Forum originally, you know, about four or five years ago, came out with, I was actually checking 2020, three years ago, they came out with a projection. 85 million jobs will be eliminated and 97 million will be created. You don't need to be a CPA or an accountant to say, that's a net gain of 12 million. That's kind of cool. Then they just revised it about a month and a half ago. 
they said 83 million jobs will be eliminated and 69 million will be created. And say, well, again, I'm not going to be an accountant, but that, that sounds like a major loss. They don't really know. No one really knows. But what I think AI will do for us, will do more of the mundane, will do more of the activities that are, and this is the first time it's affecting more white-collar thought workers in, in the field. Usually it was the blue collar, it was the machinery, it was robotics, it was the equipment. Uh, but now it's different jobs are being displaced. My personal concern is that displacement will be more short-term and the replacement will be much longer term, but they will be replaced. And the jobs and opportunities will be different skill sets that we have. You've probably seen or heard the quote, now it's not AI that's going to take away your job, but it might be someone who knows AI that does. So the pitch is get to know it, make your friend, engage. I, I heard a scary figure I took the title of an article, 90% of this group of professionals thinks a chat GPT experience and knowledge is more important than a college education. 90%. And I looked at that, that scared the heck out of me. And I thought about it and I said, first of all, it was less than six months that they were exposed to it. Most of those people, and even most of my speaking groups, most of the people still haven't engaged directly in it, but they're projecting and trying to understand that yeah, that, 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 that this is cool stuff. I'll say, and we've had a lot of creative conversations today. I, I love the charts. I love the insights. And you can't even just think. I, I, I do like to think. But being able to and analyze and understand and say, okay, we've got this stuff going on with AI, um, but you need to be creative in how you prompt. I've got two methodologies I've designed for prompting. I share that. These methodologies, it's not, it's not, I used to call it Google on steroids. I was wrong. Google is a one-way ticket. Ask a question, it gives you a whole bunch of resources and answers. ChatGPT or GPT-4 or BARD or any of the other platforms is a dialogue. It's a conversation. It's a deeper dive. And by the way, every one of my newsletters, the other way to engage, I have something called the Career Capsule on LinkedIn. Publish it monthly, came out, started December. And every issue, not using AI to create it, but I have an AI conversation at the end. Two issues ago, I had a chat GPT-3.5 conversation, GPT-4, and a BARD conversation. The last one I showed is my prompts. I had three or four different prompts and the one answer in the career space. So anybody's curious about future jobs, careers, directions, newsletters might be an interesting read. But seeing the direction of where AI can and will take us, I'm, as I say, 90% hopeful, 10% fearful, but we're addressing it now. When when the industrial revolution came about, uh, you know, big bad business came in and placed workers right and left, and then the cities got overpopulated more so than they already were, and there were a whole bunch of issues that go with that. So, excuse me, trying to figure out that we're in a future direction. How do we fit into that? How do we become part of that? And there are going to be some new skills, and a higher ed's getting a bad rap these days, but I'm still a believer in higher ed in a big way. Because that, again, stimulates thought process, shows commitment, shows someone that can be part of structure, yet maybe thinking outside-the-box terminology, but that's the direction they could think beyond the present, here, and the tools of future. Thank you for making me think about the future. Yeah. Thank you for really diving deep with me. And um, I love what you just shared, because that is giving me a bridge into my final sentence, um, as you said, 
you can um, use um, an artificial intelligence to read a hum human design chart, but it would not be the same if you did it with, for example, me as a human who is creative, who is intuitive, who is human. And I think this is just, uh, there is this 10% or less of fear, but isn't it so important to stay the original and to stay the human person and to use our human gifts uh, and to still share them with the world, to still um, put them into the chat GPT conversation um, because that's what just is ours. And I think... Yes, and AI is going to enhance that ability for us to use those skills, knowledge, and creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Scott Dell, for this amazing conversation and for allowing me to share your chart and um, talking about your magnificence and everything that comes with it. I am grateful that we were together and um, I hope to see you soon and I hope to see you soon with another episode of Magnificence. Thank you and goodbye for now. Thank you for joining us for this empowering episode. To continue this journey of aligning with your true purpose and uncovering your magnificence, schedule an illumination call with Patricia at patricialinder.com. Please share this episode with someone who needs it and subscribe to the show on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. Join us again soon for another episode of Magnificence.